Welcome to the fifth quarter sportscast. I'm Jared Judy. I'm here as usual with my buddy Todd Corley. And uh, we're going to discuss, break down some week 16 NFL action. And uh, yeah, we got a couple things to get through. But uh, we'll start off with how was the uh, how's the holidays, Christmas, and family, kids. How was all that stuff? Terrible. It was, it was, <laughs> listen, in laws, family dread. I, I, I could I, I could sympathize. I could sympathize, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's 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 dive into the football. <laughs> That's right. We'll let Jared chew on his microphone for dessert. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we put out a poll, poll of the week, as usual. Uh, which NFL team got the most crucial Week 16 win? So we got the Jags over the Jets, Cowboys over the Eagles, Packers over the Dolphins, or the Chargers over the Colts. Now, granted, the Cowboys, and you know they, they already had the uh, – playoff spot locked up but obviously that depends on seeding if they win or lose and that obviously impacts the eagles being the number one seed with Minshew playing and them losing but the jags had to win to you know keep their playoffs alive their hopes alive packers had to they have to win out to even remotely be you know take care of business on their end and if and they did the chargers beat the colts then they lock up playoffs so Right now, it's looking 20-20-20 across the board for everybody except the Cowboys over the Eagles. They got 40%. Um, what did you think? What was your take on those if you had to choose? <clears throat> Cowboys over the Eagles because I've seen the Cowboys struggle against lesser opponents. Everybody thinks the Eagles are like – we spent the first, whatever, 11, 12 weeks of the season kissing the Eagles' asses. Anytime they lose, an angel gets its wings. It was that was just nice. Plus, I got some fantasy stocks and some cowboys. I was actually surprised that one of the choices wasn't another NFC East, uh, NFC North matchup with the Vikings. I did consider putting Jones. that. I did consider putting that one in there just because, um, obviously, the Redskins have to kind of win to keep even with the Giants and the Vikings obviously winning. If they keep winning, they could easily flip-flop with the Eagles if the Eagles keep losing. So I had initially thought about putting that one out there, but I guess the reason I didn't was because Minnesota already had that locked up as far as mostly, you know, the uh, the playoff. Now it's just a matter of seeding. But I thought it was kind of interesting that the Eagles could potentially lose that number one seed with Minshew out. If they lose, you know, they lose out, they could lose that number one seed. And then obviously I thought it was interesting that the Packers have to win out just to even take care of work on their end. And then they got to hope for everybody to lose. And then the Chargers, they had to beat the Colts to even get in. And the Jags with that win, they leapfrogged over Tennessee. So I, I initially put the Vikings in there, but then I swapped them out. But um, I th I'm peeling back some layers here. I'm going to slip into my my Freud shoes for just a second. I know what you did. I know why you did it. <laughs> and I'm here, I'm here. I'll be your shoulder to cry on because I know that you putting the Jaguars and Jets was it wasn't here we as go much here we go Jaguars <laughs> as it was more of a testament to your your undying love for Zach Wilson. I know you had to get one last, one last hurrah in there. <laughs> I know you're trying not to blame the loss on Zach Wilson. He did play in this one. It'll be the last time he ever wears a Jets uniform. I, I'm here for you as a friend. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll put it this way. That's not who I went with. I voted for the chargers over the Colts simply because they had to win that to get into the, the playoffs and they couldn't have done it against a weaker opponent, <laughs> but this chargers team is so inconsistent. So I'm curious to see what they're finally going to do in the playoffs. Once they get in, I don't know who they're going to face at this point. Cause it, it depends on how it shakes out, but I voted for them. I, I, I like the chargers. I, Austin Eckler's a monster. Herbert's a dude. 
Uh, Keenan Allen still has life. Mike Williams is a dude. Like I just, I, I really want to see w- what this team can uh, can can do down the stretch. So, with that being said, I went with the Chargers. Oh, um, yeah, cheers it up, baby. I'm over here just <laughs> stirring Metamucil. <laughs> my it's, drink. It, I'm, it's really the same. It's the same thing, really. Yeah, my uh, that's what I'm. Mine, mine's in a week. mine's mine's in a can minus uh, <laughs> the Metamucil. <laughs> Mine took about 45 minutes of stirring to get that shit to – oh, my God. This is what happens. This is what this is the post-holiday letdown with kids. You got to – what week are we in? Week, we're going in week 17. Correct. We've had, what, 15 of these or 16 of these? This is 16? Yeah. Episodes? Yeah. Okay. This is well, the second, 15, yeah. second or third dry one. I mean, after, you know, 13, 14, I don't ask me to do math drunk or sober. After, we'll say 14 hey, bachelor wait, parties, hey, you know bachelor what? parties, homeboy here, here at, needed, needed hey, a detox. Here at the 360, or the uh, the, the oh, fifth course sportscast, here at the five, uh, the fifth quarter sportscast. We're changing we like, the goddamn name to the 360. <laughs> here at the fifth quarter, we like to, uh, we like to take a 360 view on things. That's right. <laughs> I, some would say I did a 360. <laughs> from where I was last week. Oh so man! Well, well, let's uh, well let's jump in. So now that we mentioned Mike White and uh, Zach Wilson and all those phenomenal quarterbacks, I'm going to be honest. I had no clue who in the hell was playing for the Jets this week <laughs> when I was watching that and looking at the name. I'm like, I don't know who this is. I literally have no clue. Um, yeah, it wasn't. But, options but, were limited. Yeah, yeah. Um, but regardless, the Jags get the much needed win over the Jets and that uh puts them at the top of the NFC or the AFC South ahead of the Titans and God, I don't know what the heck happened to the Titans. They've completely fell off. I I don't know. What 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 the hell's going on with Tennessee though? Like, are they just done? Are they done for the year? Like they got beat by uh Houston. I, I didn't realize Houston was still playing. <laughs> Houston's Houston's been in Houston. They almost beat. They had a chance to knock off Dallas a couple weeks ago or last week, whatever it was. I'll tell you what, man. They're the best two and a half win team I ever did see. They're playing the spoiler uh, role. That's what they're doing right now. They're playing the spoiler. But I mean, you look at Jacksonville, and Jacksonville's, they're, they're, they're starting to come on just at the right time, I feel like. Trevor Lawrence is starting to play hot, you know, continuing that streak. But. That was an ugly game anyway with the Jets. The Jets are just such a dumpster right now. They fell right back to the mean where they've been where, you know, for the better part of a few decades now. But I just – I don't know what happened. Like, Derrick Henry just looks irrelevant. Tannehill obviously being out doesn't help. Derrick Henry had some pretty damn good runs in that game. Yeah, but it didn't help him any. <laughs> well, no, because you got Malik Willis back there. Trying to be a quarterback, Jesus. Yeah, but yeah, but Tannehill didn't do much. I mean, he's been back there for the whole season, and they've kind of regressed. I mean, granted, I know he's been hurt, but they have no receivers. I mean, I thought their defense was supposed to be pretty good, but I learned that a few weeks ago that that's not the case. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them, and the fact that Jacksonville just jumped over them and they were they had the Urban Meyer experience last year. That's a hell of a turnaround in a short time. I love it. I love it. I, 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 I'm still happy that Tennessee ended up shit canning their GM, and they let their only wide receiver leave town that, to come back and to come back and beat their ass. Them. That was poetic justice right there. I, that was like one of my top five highlights of the season. Was I mean AJ Brown torching them? It, it really oh. couldn't get. It really couldn't get any more appropriate. Really, when you think about it, it it's great. a perfect perfect end. Um, but we'll move to the next game here, and we kind of touched on this in the uh, cheers of the week. Dallas gets the W, but they didn't. Uh, they didn't walk, you know, right into that W. They they definitely had a game, and I mean, obviously, it wasn't Jalen Hurts playing; it was Gardner Minshew. The Minshew mania resurfaced again. I, I kind of initially expected Philly to pull, you know, put up a tough fight, but then when they said Minshew. Uh, was going to start. I figured the spread would be a little bit more even. And I thought maybe the Eagles could still potentially pull it off, but Miles Sanders forgot how to hold on to a ball. So that didn't help. But um, yeah, Minshew, I mean, he, he almost knocked off the Cowboys. 
I mean, it was only what it was a six point game. I think was the final. It was like forty to thirty four or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean, that's that's still pretty impressive with a with a backup who's not. Let's be honest, he's not a Jalen Hurts. He doesn't have the athletic ability on the ground like Jalen Hurts, and to only lose by six. I mean, that's 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 not a far fall. So I, I was impressed. Looks like he had some pretty good chemistry with Devontae Smith. I would he, say uh, so. I would say so. He looked really good. He didn't look any bigger than he was when he was at Alabama. But he was still effective, just like he was at Alabama. God, is he tiny. Him scrawny. Well, they had uh, – he had what? Let me let me pull it up real quick. 113 he had, yards uh, receiving. Two yeah, eight, eight, eight receptions. So between – I mean, the – between Goddard and uh, Brown and Smith, I mean, you had, what, 17, 17 receptions between your two main receivers and your tight end. So, I mean, that's, that's a, and it, what, a little over 200 yards, three, you know, 225 or whatever between the three. That's, and that's, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good day. I mean, he went 24 of 40 and uh, 355. So, I mean, he, he definitely was slinging it. That's for sure. 84.9 QB rating up at – that's what, kind of what Minshew does, though. Comes in he's, off the bench, gets out. He's like Ryan Fitzpatrick. and I was going to say, he's a very – I don't know that he'll ever be – I mean, never say never, I guess, but he's not going to be a, a, a full-fledged plug-and-play replacement as far as no drop-off, but he's a very serviceable backup. I don't know that he's a starter long-term, but he can he can get you by. Yeah, but he's, you know he's he's like Baker Mayfield, but like <laughs> well, more I don't consistent. think. There you go. I was gonna say I don't think he's gonna like that slander. <laughs> more, more, what did what did Gardner Minshew do to you? <laughs> why are you sling? Why are you slinging arrows? <laughs> this is my therapy session now. This yeah. is my cry for help. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, I was pretty impressed. I, you know, I think he's got a a pretty reliable cast around him to kind of help out. So Miles Sanders did not have a good day. No, no, especially not when coming off the last few performances where he had breakout games and then he kind of better, you know, better phrase, he, he shit the bed. Like he kind of went back to what everybody had thought he was going to be, you know, coming into this season. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think of him. Because I wouldn't think a quarterback change would be that that much of an impact, but man, he just he was struggling. He was struggling a lot. Um, yeah, but we'll uh, we'll move on to the uh, the aforementioned Minnesota game here with the Giants. Obviously, the uh, the Vikings get the win and knock off the Giants, twenty seven twenty four. But uh, the bigger bigger point here I guess as far as headlines um, for those of you that don't watch football or for those of you that's never heard of him this guy uh, what's his name um, Justin Jefferson is a freaking dude <laughs> like I, I it, if it wasn't evident before he can play that guy can play ball like he's pretty good <laughs> um, but he broke uh, well, both I think didn't he Chris Carter and Randy Moss's records yeah for uh, most receptions and uh, yards in a season. Yeah, when you, bad dude, man. I mean, when you put your name in that, in with those ranks, I mean, that's, that's some pretty good, uh, some pretty good stock as much as I hate to admit it being a Packers fan, but that's, that's some pretty good company to be in, but man, he's just, he's just unreal. Like I, I, I don't know of anybody else out there as far as receiver wise in the league who's as consistent and prolific as him. Like he's he's catching things all over the place. No matter what you're throwing up, he's pulling down. He reminds me of Devontae from a few years ago. Like that's kind of how consistent he is. Everyone knows he's getting the ball and there's nothing they can do about it. Like it's just unreal. Especially with Kirk Cousins throwing to you. Because he's, well, he's not exactly uh, Josh Allen. Well, no, and that's the thing that kind of – makes me laugh it's kind of like the Odell Beckham and Eli Manning Odell Beckham looked 
not granted, Odell Beckham has talent. Like he's a very good player, but Eli made him look like even more of a freak because Eli kept hitting everything other than the receiver in the chest. <laughs> so, so Odell Beckham was able to show off his athletic ability, catching things up over his head because that's where Eli was putting them. <laughs> Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's better to have that fucking erratic quarterback that just throws. You don't know where it's going to go. Jefferson yeah, doesn't know either. Exactly, and it's it reminds me of that. And uh, you know a, a, rend- a rendition of that per se, but yeah, I mean the the, the Vikings. I don't know what to think of them. Um, they're very bipolar, in my opinion. Like when they're on, they're on. Like you get blown out by Dallas, and Dallas has its flaws. But then you come back and you get smacked around by Indianapolis, who might be the most. JV warranted team in the NFL this year. They are just complete trash. And you get throttled by them in the first half. And then you come out and you're like, oh, guys, hey, the game started. And you put up 30, what, 39 points <laughs> in a half. Like, I, I don't even know what to think of this team. They're so inconsistent. I feel yeah. like very seldom do they put four quarters together of solid football. Now, granted, that could be said for a lot of teams. But I'm like, I don't know what to think of them. Like, they're not the Eagles where they just put the pedal down and throttle people. They're not the Bills. They're not the Chiefs. Well, I don't know. They're just when it comes to them in the playoffs, because that coming from behind late in the game might work in the regular season against the Little Sisters of the Poor. But well, yeah, playoffs, you can pull that. You can pull that shit off against you know Indianapolis, Houston, uh, maybe Atlanta. That I don't think you're going to pull that shit off against, um, you know, you're not going to pull that shit off against Dallas. You're probably not going to be able to get back in the game if Jalen Hurts is playing against Philly. Like, no, I don't know. It's too good. It'll be interesting, but I, I just don't know what to think of them. Like, they're very inconsistent. Like, going probably midway through the season, they were just steamrolling people. And then all of a sudden they hit this law where it's like, what I still don't know at this point going into week 17 who they really are. Like, I don't, they're inconsistent. Some weeks they are on, and other weeks it's like, what happened? <laughs> so, I, I, the verdict is still out for me. I, I don't know. But regardless, Justin Jefferson doesn't hurt having him on your team. Like, that's, that's the talent you need. But I don't know. What's, what's your thoughts? I don't feel like Dalvin Cook's really had much of an impact. I mean, he's 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 a solid guy, but I don't th- feel like they've utilized him near as much as they have in the past. I don't know if they're trying to keep him healthy for the for the postseason, but I feel like they used to use him a lot more, like they did Peterson, and just run and run and run. And I don't know if they're kind of opening it up more now since they have Jefferson to take some of that pressure off of him. Yeah, but I don't I feel I- like. Just I don't feel like he's it up. You don't have to rely as much on the run. Plus, yeah, the, man, getting Hawkinson. Whew. Oh, that doesn't hurt either. Minnesota with a tight end for God. He had a ball game this past week. Well, and he, I just uh, don't feel like they've kind of run Cook into the ground as much as they used to. I mean, even with Peterson, yeah. it was Peterson's getting the ball forty-five times a game. You know it. I know it. Try to stop him. Like, that's their game plan. And I felt like for a while that was Dalvin Cook's plan, and he would get injured. So I think they're trying to keep the ball not out of his hands, but trying to kind of almost put him on a pitch count to make sure he gets through into the postseason because he's he's had a history of injuries. But, God, with Justin Jefferson there, you don't got to run the ball. <laughs> no, it's whatever they're doing, it's working, at least for now. Get Greg Joseph taking yeah. 61 yarders to win the game. Yeah. yeah, that was that was impressive. I uh I didn't think it was gonna be dead center. I figured it would have been a little bit more left or right when I saw it and I'm like, oh my god, like and, and when you look at the uh I saw a replay of it from the behind the goalpost, I mean he probably could have had he a lot of I mean a lot of things go into that, but he had distance still. He probably could have hit it from sixty four. I mean, it. He still had plenty of room. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Yeah, but we'll uh, we'll see we'll see how they pan out in the postseason because you know that's when the true colors rise to the top. But 
We'll uh, my prediction they do a three hundred and sixty, and they'll uh, show everybody what their true colors are. are. Yeah, that's right. I think their their true selves come out, you know, and they'll take a, a three hundred and sixty look at themselves going into the postseason. Uh, if they can get that first round by, they'll probably take some time to take a three hundred and sixty view of uh, the game plan. <laughs> Um, moving on, let's talk about some dumpsters. So, uh, dangerous. He ruined, uh, Christmas for all of the state of Colorado. (laughs) I, I, I've never seen such a dumpster. Like you went from being a very serviceable team in Seattle with him to what the hell happened in Denver like, I don't even know where to start. And they were talking about that on ESPN Madison. Like, who's to blame here? Is it Russ for the downfall? Is it Hackett? Is it the GM for bringing in Hackett and paying all the crap load of money to get him in there? Like, I, I don't even know. <laughs> but it's interesting how they start cleaning house. Hackett's gone. I think the special teams coordinator was gone. I think maybe the OC's gone. And the GM's still there. Like, the GM is the one that brought all those guys in. So how does he keep his job but everybody underneath him? <laughs> all right. Well, I don't it's know. Probably, it's probably the one who's friends with Sean Payton getting his staff ready to uh, take over their next season because – How interesting would it be if Vic Fangio came right back? <laughs> because that's Vic Fangio's defense. Yeah. If he came back with Payton as a defensive coordinator. Well, that's the plan. So we'll see. I, I I thought he would either go to Denver or he might go to L.A. if uh, if uh, McVeigh calls it a career and goes into broadcasting. Oh. I think that maybe him and Sean Payton could swap careers and then he'd go to L.A. No, man. Uh, they got number 17 now. They're probably going to do some sort of mathematical wizardry. Like like he's – like whatever whatever mathematical voodoo – are they going to let Mayfield has, are, has played are, on the entire in the entire world, <laughs> tricking people into thinking he's over six feet? That's are how they, mathematically <laughs> he's going to mathematically <laughs> like reestablish the fact that they could actually make the playoffs are, now. Are they going to let Matt Stafford go and free up that contract now since they have the franchise, the face of the franchise? Baker, I don't even know who Matt Stafford is. I don't know. This. I don't think uh, LA does anymore since they have uh, Baker. <laughs> Stafford, you speak, but yeah, I mean, people, do you, you think the Rams are eliminated from playoff contention this year? I say nay. <laughs> they get a long, a long hill climb. <laughs> I mean, I don't even. I mean, I guess math measuring <laughs> techniques on Earth would put Baker Mayfield somewhere in the five four to five six range. Yet somehow, with, in LA, with he's six two. With- with cleats, <laughs> Nickelodeon out here lying to kids on Christmas, telling them that Baker Mayfield six foot two. Nickelodeon well, hey, lying, well, to, lying well, to kids now on Christmas. Is that how hey, we're going to play it? Let's be mm-hmm. honest. What kind of cleats is he wearing? Is he wearing the Gene Simmons cleats? Because <laughs> if so, that's where he gets the extras. Pair the extra eight-inch platforms. That's right. <laughs> God, I wish he didn't have that shit in cleats. Whatever he was wearing this past Sunday, I want him to wear those. That's what he should have been. That's what he should have been wearing in Cleveland. God, oh my, oh I didn't God. see the I didn't see the Nickelodeon, but I do know. I remember you text me that, and I was actually sitting at the table with the in laws, and I was talking to my brother in law, and we were talking about the uh, the the complete collapse by Denver. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're going to love this text my buddy just sent me. And I was talking about how the Nickelodeon broadcast said they gained a, he gained a foot. And my, my, uh, my brother-in-law was like, oh, I know there's some jet lag on the plane flights when you go from time zone to time zone. Do you gain height when you go from time zone to time zone, too? Have, uh, oh, I couldn't believe it. I, I read it. I almost took a picture of it. Said Baker Mayfield in high school, when he was a senior in high school, I can't remember. Whenever he was in high school, said he was five two, and he's since then grown a foot, one foot. He's a late bloomer. My calculations is twelve inches. There's no goddamn way that man is six foot two. I swear to God, I'm six three, and I don't know where he is, but get him out here. Hey, he's 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 a late bloomer. He's probably still hitting puberty right now. He's just now getting into the prime. Oh, Lord, <laughs> I know where he is. He's, 
cheesecake factories. And somewhere he's getting stretched out all right. Tell you that. Whole different meaning of that. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, yeah, I just, I don't, I going back to Denver, I don't. I don't know what to think of them. Like I, absolutely terrible. It's I don't really understand how they could get worse. Like that running back committee, that whole backfield is a complete dumpster. And now with you know um, Javante Williams hurt, that, that thing is a complete dumpster. The receivers, I mean, they really have um, Sutton's actually pretty good, and Judy's pretty good. But my God, you don't have a quarterback that can get the they can get the ball out there. And I try to make it a point to not watch any Denver games because, you know, I freaking Russ is so awful to watch. But, you know, we were obviously forced to watch it. So we had it on the background. And I swear to God, every time I glanced up, he was overthrowing Judy by 10 yards and overthrowing him by like three to six feet above their head or thrown at their ankles. And I'm like, <laughs> What is going on? Like, I understand when you go to a new team, you're maybe going to throw the ball to the left and maybe the guy cut into the right. Or maybe it was, you know, a stop and go and you were expecting him to run a post. So you overthrew him by a couple yards. I get it. It's a new offense. We're week 16 and he's overthrowing these guys by like 10 yards. Like, this is not, it looks like he's never thrown a ball before. He's never even played catch in the backyard. Like, <laughs> I just thin mile high air. I don't get it. Like, it looks like yeah. to me, he looks like he's struggling as much as like a Garner Minshew or like a, a like an early Jared Goff. Like those type of struggles to complete a simple screen pass. Like if he completes a screen pass, all of Denver closes the next day to celebrate. Like. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just don't get it, and this is, it. and this is the same guy that went to a Super Bowl. Like I, it just blows me away. I feel like how many steps Denver took backwards with with him at the the helm, and then you see them on the sideline, and the teams getting into fights, and the offensive okay. linemen want to knock the offensive linemen want to take his head off. Chucked Brett Rippin, like Rip. What the oh yeah, we do better. Rip. Rip's yeah. over here getting shoved into like the third row. Like oh those type God, of things dude. scream success. <laughs> That's how you know you have a Defensive winning franchise. Yelling at your <laughs> your your two hundred and sixty million dollar fuck up. Defensive well, lineman gonna take his head off. Oh my god! You know, you, you know, you have a successful franchise when you have in team fighting on the sideline in between plays. Like that screams success but i i just i don't get it that thing is a complete disaster i almost feel like the uh walmart family just needs to burn it to the ground and start over like it was a complete collapse this year i and and honestly i don't know how they won as many games as they did because they looked horrible in every game they've ever played like that it was a struggle to get through any game they've played and like i said i'd make it a point to not watch any of their games because they're freaking miserable to watch but they were saying and i wish i would have seen this and i'm sure there's some videos on social media but on the mcafee show they were talking about the total dysfunction and the collapse of that franchise and when they went to walk out onto the field like when you know they got introduced to whatever like ross was like 30 seconds or something ahead of everybody else and like he turned around and nobody was following him so he had to walk backwards and then there was like a group in front of him and then him in the middle and then a group behind him. But like nobody went out together with him. Like, it just looks, it looks like so, perfect it's just so microcosm of the entire goddamn season. It's just such a, dis, it's just such a dysfunctional thing. And, and the thing is, I don't even know what to think about it because obviously it seems to speak volumes that he's the problem. Like this seems to be the case. But with that being said, if that is the case, what the hell happened in Seattle? Were they just more tolerant? Because they had a hell of a team almost every single year in Seattle. Like, they were always winning. They might not make the playoffs, but they were always competitive in Seattle. They're doing pretty damn well with Geno Smith right now. Exactly. But I'm like, so then did the, were those guys just tolerant of him then? <laughs> and Denver's like, we're not going to take your crap? Like, I don't know. But – 
it's a complete collapse. Like this is a dysfunctional team. Games. Yeah. Well, one was against the Texans. I guess that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. One was against well, I, what the Niners and Trey Lance. That makes sense. I'm I, I'm curious to see what it's going to be like. You know, at week 19, like it's yeah, it's going to be run out of the building like the building's on fire. Like I feel like there's going to be a lot of guys who's on that bubble who may or may not get re-signed or franchise tagged. They're not coming back. Like I feel like there's going to be a complete roster changeover. With the exception of Russ, <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a whole new team because guys, it seem it's obvious. It seems like guys don't want to play with him. So I'm curious to what that team's going to look like next year. I don't know. It, I just I, I feel bad for the Denver fans, and I'm glad I'm not one. <laughs> you know, you know who I feel bad for? <clears throat> All those boys in Northeast Ohio in the '80s who grew up with that ass hat John Elway. With his terrorizing of the Browns and all their yeah. fans, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't shed a single tear for any Denver. Do you, you know what? I wish they'd have paid him three hundred and forty million dollars a year. Do you, do you think that GM, president, acting owner, <laughs> head coach, so they can wallow in all of my misery from thirty years ago? To hell do you think? Them. Do you think that when he goes home, he looks at a picture of uh, Elway and he's like, "Oh, I'm so much better than him." <laughs> <laughs> or that to the LA picture with his own tears. Well, I was gonna say, or that they're equals; they're on the same, the same tier. <laughs> God. Uh, I would love, other. I would love to have a few, uh, a few Tito's, a few uh, bourbons, you know, whatever concoction you want with Elway, and get his honest opinions on Russ. Like that would be interesting. I can imagine he would. He's got his, he's got his takes. I can imagine that. I can't wait till <clears throat> playoffs actually start. I want to see those owners' boxes where uh, Robert or not Robert Kraft, the other asshole, Roger Goodell's sitting up there. I want to see him sit with Russell Wilson this year. I want to see that. See how that friendship's coming along. Yeah, Roger, that, Roger that, Goodell won't even sit with you. No, that'll be. God. I don't. I don't think that'll happen. That'll be an interesting one. Yeah, I don't see that happening. But we'll touch base here real quick on this last game, and then we'll uh, we'll touch base on some breaking news and then uh, get into the studs and duds. We'll wrap it up. But uh, last game here, we got the Chargers and the Colts, which we kind of touched on earlier in the cheers of the week. But, um, yeah, it turns out Foles isn't any better than Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I watched that game and I just kind of had it on in the background I swear to god every time I looked up it was either an interception or like a five yard sack and Nick Foles running like you know for his life and it's just like oh my god this this looks like an NFL pro team versus a JV high school team like this looks like such a dis and we were just talking about Denver and how dysfunctional they are that I don't even know what's going on with the Colts. Like this looks like fifty-three guys that don't know what a football is. <laughs> I've never seen. I I don't get it. And the fact that you have so much talent on that team, you should be better. I don't know why they're not. <laughs> it's typically bad when you when your head coach doesn't make it through a full season. That's usually well, not a. Yeah, I mean that kind of goes. That kind of goes without saying. I mean, obviously the head coach gets canned for a reason, but still, can't you have players. You, you have at least. I'll give them a pass. And Denver has very little positive weapons. They have Jerry Judy and Sutton, maybe on the offensive side at least, and that's about it. Like they don't have a whole lot of playmakers on the offensive side. Indy. I mean, come on, Indy. You got Michael Pittman. You have Jelani Woods. Paris Campbell. You, you have Paris Jonathan Campbell. Taylor. You have Ashton Dolan. You have. Uh, you had Naheem Hines, who I don't well, understand I wasn't, why they got rid of him. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention him. But what's the other kid? Um, not? Pierce. Had, Pierce. Oh, shit. Pierce. Yardage. Oh, he's better than the three last three guys you fucking named. Well, yeah. I, well, they got rid of him, so that's their fault. I'm saying who's currently on the roster. 
they had it was Alex Pierce or whatever, and then you had Jonathan Taylor. Like, how are you not more productive on offense? Like, literally, you have the reigning potential runner-up MVP, whatever, in your backfield. A, a one-handed person could turn around and hand the ball off to the running back. You don't need to be a $250 million quarterback to turn around and hand the ball off. Why are we not doing that? And then they have the highest paid offensive line in the NFL, and yet they have to lead the league in sacks. Like, <laughs> I mean, Christ, what? Um, Nick Foles got sacked, what, seven times last night? <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I, I feel like every time Matt Ryan held the ball, one out of every two times it was either a pick or a fumble. I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. And then you see, you know, Nick Foles, everybody in Philly worshipped him like, oh, my God, he was the MVP of the Super Bowl. Holy shit, this guy played in the Super Bowl? <laughs> I Man, I don't get it. That team is bad. It's hard to watch. They are very bad. And the fact that, obviously, you know, it's not the same team because you've had some injuries, like we said, Jonathan Taylor. You were up 33 nothing. And you lost the game. <laughs> I don't get it. I've never seen a collapse like that in a game. Never seen it. I don't even know if I've seen it in a high school game, let alone a pro game. I don't. I don't think you'll ever see it. I hope not. Well, if there's if there's anybody that could manage that feat, I have faith that it would be Matt Ryan because he just told everybody, hey, twenty-eight to three. You saw that, right? Yeah, I'll one up it. I can do better. <laughs> I can blow I can blow a 33 point lead just watch like uh, and the fact that he's not hurt you got benched twice in the same season <laughs> like I here's a question I don't know what his salary is but I never thought that they'd be able to unload Carson Wentz and his salary and that was pretty substantial so that's two screw ups in a year in you know in a row do you think they're going to be able to unload Matt Ryan with somebody else and they got a new quarterback next year? Or do you think they're on the hook and he's going to be there again next year? I, I don't know of anybody else who would even be interested in that. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, granted, Washington, they paid a crap load of his contract to pick up Wentz, and Wentz has been on the bench for, what, at least half, if not a third of the season when he wasn't hurt to Heineke, who they're paying, you know, Popcorn money too. <laughs> so, I crazier things have happened, I guess. But I don't think the Colts are going to get lucky. I don't think the Colts are going to get that lucky to unload those contracts two times in a row. I'd be amazed. I just man, remember the days years ago when Matt Ryan used to be like a prolific quarterback? Like, oh my god, this guy's actually like a top five, top ten quarterback. What happened? <laughs> well, he's Roddy White and Julio Jones left town. Antonio Gonzalez retired. Well, and I guess it doesn't help that you had Calvin Ridley. Was it Calvin Ridley? Betting on, <laughs> betting on teams to win? <laughs> yeah. Your team. Ridley's over there betting on his next team. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure that doesn't help. Yeah, they – fuck. Plus, Matty Ice is not his full <laughs> nickname. is Big Dick Nick. So, I mean, I would just ride out. I tried out Foles. That that or Big Cock Brock. Big Cock Brock takes it all, baby. <laughs> there was a reason that I picked him to win the Super Bowl this year before he even got there. Well, we uh, we'll touch on one more thing here, and then we'll move to some of the breaking news. But did you see any of the? I don't know if you watched that game or you saw the highlights of the uh, Chargers Colts game. Oh yeah, but did I'm sure you probably saw it by now if you didn't watch the game. The uh, Derwin James hit. What do you yes. think of that? What do you think of that? I think it's football. Do you think it was actually head to head? I don't think it was head to head. No, I think I, no. I think he led with his head, but he hit him Sh in the shoulder pad. Shoulder, it was shoulder. Yeah, he hit him in the shoulder pad, and yeah. the shoulder pad he just kind of got jarred, and it looked in full speed head to head. It but then when you look at it, brutal as, but it looked like old school football. Yeah, but then when you look at it in slow-mo, it looks like he hits him head. You know, he does lead with his head, but he hit him in the shoulder pad. And yeah, then it, he it, wasn't it, it, it I, basically I jarred him. I don't think – I I don't necessarily – I mean, we may be the minority here 
Uh, but I don't think that warrants an ejection. And the fact if, that well, people were saying because of the on that same drive, what two plays well, earlier where he, he ripped the, the helmet, helmet off. off. Yeah. yeah, and I get that. But the fact that they said he helmet to helmet, which when you go back and look, did he lead with the helmet? Yes, but was it helmet to helmet? No. So give him the fifteen year penalty for the helmet to helmet or the leading with the helmet. But I don't see how you throw him out of the game because he didn't even hit him in the helmet, in my opinion. I didn't see it, but it's I, because of that soft ass mashed potato head fucking Tua, who just keeps getting. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get they, to that. We'll get they, to that. They gotta, they gotta save these guys. The league has to look like it cares about their players. But true, it, it, it's sad. It's not football. The, the game's so watered down and so. But what I, but what I don't understand is any other time they would have taken a few minutes, five minutes or something, you know, to look at it. They would have got call from New York and hey look at the I feel like on that hit that hit was hard they got helped off the field they went to the blue tent flag was thrown and then f- maybe 5 10 seconds later it was targeting head to head and he's ejected out of the game like it happened bang 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 like I felt like there was no review maybe I'm wrong but I feel like any other time that needs to be looked at because you're throwing a guy out of the game who's an impact player. And if he didn't leave with his head, I don't, I mean, if it wasn't helmet to helmet, I don't see how that's grounds for ejection, but that's, that's just me. I don't make the rules. I'm not the one throwing the flags, but I thought it was a little sketchy, but whatever. I'm with you. I'm I'm sad, (laughs) but uh, we'll move, (laughs) we'll move on to some of the breaking news here. Um, and we'll get to the uh, the the Tua thing here, but uh, Crosby, your your guy Mason Crosby, number one, number two in your program, number one in your hearts, right? He uh, he breaks the uh, unexpected. Uh, people didn't think he that record would ever be broken. He broke Favre's Brett Favre's Iron Man streak of. 250 200 well Favre's 255 games he broke it started 256 got the game winner uh so he's now the all-time uh consecutive games played leader i that's pretty impressive i mean i granted that guy's been around forever but my god i didn't think he was that close to breaking that record i know he's been there for a while but that's pretty impressive to stick around that long and i mean he's had some Hell of a game winners, that's for sure in his time. But that was uh that was pretty impressive. And of course, you know, you saw a lot of memes and stuff going around on social media. Well, all Crosby did was kick game winners. You know, he didn't steal from anybody. <laughs> so <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Just saying he it's broke the record. One thing, Jared. <laughs> Your heart. <laughs> oh man. But we kind of touched on this. We'll move on to the uh, the the dumpster that is Denver, and we'll kind of lead into the next point here. But obviously, by now, everybody's probably aware that uh, Nathaniel Hackett's been fired after you know Russ decided he forgot how to throw the ball, and uh, the Denver meltdown and collapse, and the, you know, they got rid of the OC, I think, and you know they cleaned house a little bit, but. I didn't realize this, and I saw it on social media. It might have been Schefter. I can't remember who. And then they mentioned it again. And it was either ESPN or McAfee, whatever. I know that coaches and OCs and stuff, the coordinators, their contracts are fully guaranteed. I did know that. I did not realize how much money is being paid right now to people not coaching. <laughs> did you hear this stat? No, I was watching the Hangover Three on repeat. <laughs> well, that's about how much money Doug lost. They said, as of right now, there is eight hundred million dollars, approximately, being paid to coaches and coordinators who are no longer working for their teams. That is mind-boggling. <laughs> that is crazy. And the fact that you're paying that much money out to guys who are no longer in their job. And there's still these franchises are still making money, like that's nuts. That is crazy. They'll get it like, back in the back end with a Sunday ticket here coming soon to YouTube TV. Yeah, yeah. But it just it just blows me away that you can afford to just 
take 800 million out in the parking lot and just light it on fire and be like, nah, well, we tried. And then you just get like 1.2 billion the next week. And, you know, I, it's like, you never even, it never even happened. Like <laughs> I heard that and I'm like, Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. That dumbfounded me. Was that, was that number? Was that dollars or was that token bit peso points? <laughs> I don't think it was peso points. I'll have to check my sources. Um, Jamie, can you double check that? Jamie's well, uh, off actually gambling. We're using real money. Oh, and none well, of the doll hairs. That explains that, uh, it. Fifty percent of the show uses <laughs> in. Yeah, I yeah. Well, hey, we got what five more days, four, two, three more days, whatever, till we go live here. So, but you know, now that you brought it up, anybody that's listening here in Ohio, for you know, all three of you, uh. If you haven't already, FanDuel, DraftKings, pretty much any sort of Caesars, BetMGM, jump on, take advantage of it. They're still running promos. Uh, everything goes live here on uh, January 1st. So jump out there, get your uh, get your credits, and uh, drop some money on any team not named Denver or Indy, and you'll probably be happy. <laughs> so there's our there's our PSA. But uh, – January first, Eastern Time, or January first. Well, I mean, Pacific? we're well, we're in Ohio, so we're <laughs> typically we go by Eastern over here. <laughs> I don't think Ohio goes by Pacific Time. <laughs> oh boy, we explore a lot of options here. That's for sure. <laughs> but every hole is our goal. It's true. Yes, we'll touch base on the. Uh, the, the the concussion uh, issue with Tua here that we kind of already mentioned. Tua, for those that don't know, is back in the concussion protocol yet again this year. Talking about records broken, this was a lot of records broken this year. We had Justin Jefferson broke Randy Moss and Chris Carter's record. We had Mason Crosby breaking Brett Favre's record. Tua has to have a record set for the most time spent in the concussion protocol in one season. I feel like out of 16 weeks, he had to have spent like what, 10 weeks in the protocol at this point. Like, does he have a, a, a sponge? Like what is going on? Like, I, I mean, I'm not trying to sound mean, but I, I feel like maybe this guy should kind of hang it up for the year. Cause if your head's getting smacked around that much, you got scrambled eggs at this point. Maybe you need to take a few weeks off. Yeah, he's definitely graduated off of hospice way too many times. <laughs> I just, yeah, I I mean, at this point, I don't know who their options are, you know, for quarterback. I mean, I know they got Bridgewater, but they're still trying to lock up a potential playoff spot, so I don't know that they really want to bench him, but my God, this kid. I feel like every three weeks he's back in the concussion protocol. So that, I mean, that can't be good long-term, but man, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the future holds for him. That's for sure. And I I don't even know that's just this year. I don't even know what he had, you know, in Alabama. I don't know what his history is. Yeah. I don't know. I I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't invest in NFTs and I wouldn't (laughs) put all my money behind Tua. Yeah. Well, with that There's being financial said, financial advice this week, kids. Yeah, yeah we we uh, we don't endorse much around here, but I would say if you're going live January first in Ohio, and you're you know all these uh, options to to wager legal betting, I, I probably wouldn't put much money on the Dolphins and Tua uh, after January first, and we'll just leave it at that. Uh, but we'll get to our last point here. JJ uh, Watt announcing he's calling it a career after. Uh, the season here finishes up for Arizona, which let's be honest, their season kind of finished up a while ago. But anyway, by statistical means, he's going to call it a career after week 18. I don't know. I loved his work in Bad Moms. I, <laughs> I can't say I've seen it, but I will say it. the game is obviously going to miss him. I mean, that guy, he sold out every play. I, I've seen this guy – pretty much everything but rip his entire arm off his body and he comes back in like just weeks when it's supposed to be like a season ending injury and this guy jumps in uh whatever lake superior or whatever 
<laughs> freezing cold, and he's back in like four weeks. Like he's just a freaking animal. He's a good dude. I mean, I I think they said on ESPN he set the world record for most like crowdsourcing funds for Hurricane Harvey when he was down in Texas. I remember that. Yeah. I mean, he's just an all around good dude. But uh, I, I know he's got a kid now, so he's he's got you know obviously other things on his plate to think about. But man, he's just an animal, and I I don't. <sighs> I feel bad because I hate to see him go out this way. Like I felt like the peak of his career was at the very beginning with Houston, and then Houston just became the dumpster that it is. You know, with the Deshaun Watson get you know dealing with that, and then they cut Hopkins, and then he requests, and he ends up in Arizona, and it's just it's not exactly went the way that I think. Obviously, no one's hoping for, but it sucks. I, I would have liked to see him get more playoff action, but regardless, he was a he was a hell of a player. I remember him. I remember when the Texans came to Cleveland and just seeing him on the sidelines pacing like a goddamn sociopath. He's a like fucking he was, monster. Dude, that, yeah. I mean, I have all the respect in the world for, for TJ Watt. Well, TJ Watt. TJ Watt. Don't drink. Don't drink Metamucil this late night, kids. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I do have to say, it, it, he's just a freak. Like, Seeing him, like I said, recover from injuries and coming back in record time is just unbelievable. But the fact that he was just – he reminds me of a younger Reggie White. Like, he just couldn't be stopped. He would double-team, and he'd run right over him. He'd split him and still make the tackle. I mean, and they were showing highlights, you know, of him this week, you know, today. And I didn't realize he played tight end back in high school, and Houston was lining him up at tight end in you know, a couple different oh, yeah. spots. Unfortunately, it was unfortunately it was one of, against you guys, but I I didn't realize he played that many different positions where he got the ball. <laughs> I've always seen him on defense ripping quarterbacks in half. I do remember him catching touchdown passes and or uh, two point conversions and everything. Yeah, I do remember that. But I mean, when he was in Houston and he would recover a fumble for a six or something like that, that place would just go nuts. Like he owned. Houston for the longest time like that was his that was his palace it's just a shame that they suck so bad every year but I don't know you weren't uh tugging any heartstrings Joe Thomas retiring when uh he was sitting on those winless teams and one win teams well and that another and, hall and, of famer you're a real master Jared you're a well, class half full well and here's the thing too it sucks for those guys I mean, at least J.J. Watt got to the playoffs at least, what, once, maybe twice. I mean, they got steamrolled, but at least he got to the playoffs. I don't think Thomas ever even saw the playoffs, did he? Did he even see a winning season? No. Was, at, maybe, <laughs> was he there with well, the he VA? Was, no, he was there with uh, with Anderson. He was there that year when they went like, yeah. It was like 10, 10 and 6 10 or something? And, yeah, like 10 and 7 or something. Well, that's why. 10 and 6. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like anybody, whether it's you know receivers, linemen, whatever, you almost kind of feel bad when these guys get into the Hall of Fame because them themselves, their their individual achievements are just so ridiculous. But they just got like Barry Sanders is another example, phenomenal player, record player on a shit team. Yeah. <laughs> like you put them, you put Barry on Dallas in the nineties. Holy shit! Can you imagine how many rings he would have? Like unreal, but yeah, it's just it's just unfortunately the luck of the draw. Some of these guys get screwed. I mean, was it uh you talk about Joe Thomas? Didn't he have? Did he have the record for most games played? Didn't he have something like that? Some sort of record for uh, Cleveland? He did. most games started or something. Conse- yeah, consecutive consecutive starts. And the guy had like what uh, probably. 50 wins his entire career like that's that's just rough like to be able to go out there every week obviously not hoping you're going to lose but then coming back into the locker room like well we lost again and you go back out and sue back up again hoping and putting your best foot forward and then the team around you just isn't that good and you lose again like that's that almost obviously is more taxing than going out there on a winning team and having the expectation to win. Like, knowing you're on a bad team. Like, that takes a lot. But I, he'll he'll get in. He, if he doesn't get in, that's no, that's he, a crime. No, he will, for sure. 
What, three-time defensive MVP? Well, I was talking about Thomas, too. Oh, him, too, yeah. Over, what, 10,363 consecutive snaps. Yeah. The NFL's first offensive lineman. Remember when they had that graphic on the TV? Holy Christ, they blew that up. Yeah. 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 The NFL's first lineman. But we'll end here with uh, fantasy studs and duds. Um, I did like the poll, <laughs> the fantasy duds, which actually we were uh, great minds think alike. Uh, hashtag consistency here. We were kind of talking about it offline. The fantasy duds could be Denver, <laughs> just Denver in general. Any, anything Denver. Yeah. I, but Former the poll. Things that, were, <laughs> things that spent most of the season in Denver that are no longer <laughs> in Denver. Yeah, the uh, I mean you, you probably could have can't be erased from Denver's record books. And if it wasn't season. if it wasn't Denver, you probably could have sprinkled in some Indian there as well, and it would have been relevant. Oh. But uh, but yeah, so uh, the poll is week sixteen fantasy real life dud goes to uh, Denver's Bron- Denver Broncos defense, the former head coach the GM or just any Bronco individual in general in Denver. Any Bronco in Denver. I don't care if you got OJ's white Bronco laying around there somewhere. <laughs> I, Bronco I'd want. I voted and just put any Bronco in Denver. Cause let's be honest when you get blasted, what was it? 51 to 14. There's not a whole lot of positive to hang your hat on. And that's just that week. But overall the season has been a complete dumpster. Like there's nothing positive coming out of Denver. So yeah, I it's disgusting. The whole thing is a collapse. Cam Akers looked Cam Akers like looked like a Hall the of Famer. Coming of Walter Payton against <laughs> that defense. Cam Akers, the guy who was like healthy scratches for the he past was, two seasons on he was he was Baker potentially Mayfield he was, was well Cam Akers was potentially on the trade block like what four or five weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And ba- Baker Mayfield's been in town for what two and a half weeks, <laughs> and and you made them look like the ninety five or the ninety two Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on! Oh man, like I just Steve Young and Roger Craig out there. I I don't understand. God, that Broncos should be just ashamed of themselves. I'm ashamed Absolutely. of myself for starting them because I was under the impression that they were good. And I figured that, Hey, you got the LA Rams who have six foot two Baker. You have Cam Akers in the backfield and then you have no Cooper cup. You have no Skoranek. All right. Yeah. I feel pretty good about that matchup. Good God. I couldn't have been more wrong. (laughs) I should have started the, uh, Miami to a Dolphins and, you know, get a four, one point per head bounced off the turf. I still got four points from Miami's Dolphins defense, but I, I don't know. That was, that was, that was embarrassing. That's for sure. That was God awful. That was, that was taken behind the tool shed or the gymnasium or wherever, wherever yeah. Biden does his beatings. But, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with uh, with with the studs, um, with that same in that same game, obviously uh, had our certain individual buddy uh, started Cam Akers. He could have easily been the uh, stud of the week, but he'd have instead, gotten it. Man, he outscored it, everybody. Instead, he rode the bench, <laughs> so that didn't help. But. Dak Prescott yeah. also had a, had a solid performance this week. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that one personally, but hey, that's neither here nor there. He had the points. CD Lamb, <laughs> Kittle. Yeah. Kittle had a huge game. I'll tell you who didn't get points and uh, could be a dud in my eyes is uh, anybody from Detroit. <laughs> more specifically, more specifically, Jamal Williams. But you know that whatever. But well, I don't have anything else. You got anything? No, I just you know just the top one or two picks in the fantasy next year. I got I got that in my pocket. I got a top two pick in my pocket. Yeah, well, good luck with that. I uh, 
I'm probably looking at four here because let's be honest, my team's just as consistent as they were week one. <laughs> so, hey, your top four pick, I guess. But sorry, right, you'll be riding Dalvin Cook into the ground. Yeah, well, we'll see. He'll probably have the biggest game of the season here. But It'll be yours next year, partner. We'll get you a purple uh, number four. Uh, I won't be tight. No, I won't be touching that for multiple reasons. <laughs> I'll get you interchangeable nameplates so you can have Favre on the back just in case you're feeling nostalgic. Nah, I, I can't be taken from the welfare. It'll be a donation from the University of Southern Miss uh, volleyball it's, team. It's true. Speaking of that, and we'll end on this. Did you see that uh, that Devonta Smith celebration? <laughs> I didn't understand that one. Oh, something shoving money out of the... He was pulling money out of the... Uh, he, he looked like he was putting a ski mask on and then taking money out of the kettle. And everybody on social media was like, oh, man, he's trying to do a Brett Favre. Oh, my God. It was, it was only funny because it's kind of true. <laughs> but I'm like, what are you doing, man? That's not a good look. That's fantastic. Yeah, but I think that'll uh, wrap up another episode here on the fifth quarter sports cast. Download, rate, subscribe, review. You want to interact with us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. You can hit us up at 5THQ Sportscast. Until then, go watch some football. We'll uh, catch you back here next episode and uh, break down some week 17 action. And uh, yeah, we'll see how the games go. Until then, we'll see you next week. Be a hero. Be a real hero. Be an organ donor. <laughs>